at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. So Mbali Mwoko is an agripreneur and founder of Green Terrace. She's 32 and uh, she started this in 2016. The idea here is to try and get to young people and see the world through their lens, especially now. Uh, she joins us on the line. Mbali, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela. Thank you. An interesting journey into agriculture. You had been somebody in a very different sector before you joined agriculture in 2016. What were you doing before that? Mm. I was um, a co-founder for a talent um, talent recruitment company specializing in um, recruiting and headhunting engineers and artisans. Um, and the business was called Clientscape. So I successfully ran that with my business partner for about four years before um, starting Green Terrace. And, and what, was the, what was the attraction? What made you decide to move from uh, talent um, searching recruitment agency to agriculture? Um, it was um, through a conversation that I had with a gentleman um, who was at that time in 2016, looking to become a, 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 a to, to start his own piggery farm, okay. and he was um, experimenting with vegetable crops, and um, you know I engaged with him at an entrepreneurs network, and I found the whole um, concept of farming and agriculture and the fact that you can turn it into a business and a viable one at that um, very interesting for me. You know I'm a, I'm a born and bred city girl, so. Yes. After having had this conversation with um, my friend and, you know, I, I did my research um, on agriculture and farming in South Africa and um, I haven't looked back since. So you said it was a lucrative business. Well, has it been lucrative in the past three months? What are the challenges you're facing since the outbreak of COVID-19? Mm. You know, for the more established farmers, Pamela, I think it's been uh, business as usual. I, um, for the mid-level and rather smaller farmers, it's trying to adjust, especially for those farmers who haven't had um, good, consistent markets or clients to supply to. You know, and when I say for the bigger farmers, they're the ones more established, I understand the relationships. However, I can't say that they also weren't hard hit by, uh, by COVID. Um, like farmers that I know who export a lot of their produce couldn't then export their produce um, through to the to their clients or to um, um, other countries. And therefore, we saw a surplus of, being a vegetable farmer, I know we saw a surplus of a lot of vegetables as well as fruit on different market floors. And the fact that, you know, only the fresh produce markets were open at the time mm. um, and retailers, you know, for those farmers who were supplying to feeding schemes, to hotels, to restaurants, mm. they were hard hit. So, mm. In essence, we're all just channeled to the fish produce markets. And for those who had contracts with retailers, a lot of their growing plans were cut um, by 30, 40 percent, even 60 percent, simply because, you know, we were in that lockdown period. And what that then did is um, really reduced our the ability to, to, to generate revenue during that time. For myself, I was developing uh, a new farm at the start of COVID. So a lot of the suppliers couldn't work on the farm now. What has that done is delayed our planting program and our ability to obviously um, generate revenue for the months that have passed by. Mm. And, and so that's yeah. it's interesting because one would also imagine if we aren't importing ourselves, then there is a bigger market or is this just wishful thinking on my part? Um, I think the 
is a bigger market in South Africa. I mean, we still need a lot of farmers who can um, produce con- on a consistent basis and supply to a number of clients because the demand is quite huge. And I see that um, case study within my farm. I, I did mention that I'm busy developing a new farm at the moment and a lot of com- um, companies or clients have contact- contacted Green Terrace seeking produce. So, um, I think we're in a fortunate pe- uh, space in South Africa, a time in South Africa where we've got enough farmers producing. We can get a lot more um, because the demand is far greater than what we're currently producing. And um, yeah, we, we yeah, I think we're definitely at, a, a, at an opportune time um, with ex- with excess. We're pretty much a food secure country, if I could put it that yes. way. Yes. Have you had to change what you are producing because of the fact that you've had to have this lockdown period? Some of the farmers weren't, uh, you know, the people that assist you on the farm weren't able to travel to the farm and work. And you may have missed an opportunity to plant certain plants. Have you had to change what you're farming? Definitely. Um, definitely. Um, I'm glad you brought that question because what it has also done is that um, looking at the strategy for summer planting production. Yes. Um, you know, well, at least with the crops that I'm farming, I can still speak to it, but with at least other farmers that I've seen on the ground, for example, I'll take lettuce as, as, a, as a vegetable. Mm. Um, lettuce, the farmers that have been producing lettuce right now, they've been receiving very low prices of lettuce in the market. Why? Because lettuce is usually um, mostly in salads, at restaurants and hotels. That's where we consume most of lettuce in the households. But I don't think right now if you had to go out to the shop and you had 20 rand, you'd think of buying lettuce as opposed to bread. Mm. So it has changed the thinking to say, okay, right now a lot of people are buying um, um, fresh produce that are essential, mm. you know. Um, so therefore, you a lot, what right now... Um, um, that the conversations that I'm having with my seed input suppliers is about barley with these structures that you're putting on the farm. Maybe look at um, farming things like tomatoes, um, you know, with additional space. Maybe farm things like cabbage or butternut because those are the really staple food, foods that a lot of the consumers really want to buy right now. And nobody's interested in fancy lettuce, you know, mm. um, yeah, all those really premium niche crops. It, it's not a necessity right now. Mm. The fact yeah. that you are not able to access an, an, an international market and uh, an export, has it changed your yeah. pricing somewhat? Um, yes, it has changed pricing. And I will speak on my commodities that I know. It's, it's most importantly, like from the vegetable aspect, yeah. because there's a lot of produce now on the market floors, um, that has therefore reduced the price quite low because mm. fresh produce markets work on a supply and demand. Mm. And I will harness on the market aspects right now because those are the only um, um, avenues to sell our produce from a farmer's perspective right now in, in bulk, you know, that could obviously um, uh, meet the needs of those more commercial farmers. So these are the only avenues, avenues now where a lot of farmers can sell their produce bulk. And so what has really happened is that everybody is dropping their produce at the market and that results in very low prices. And low prices result in low income for farmers. So I've even had farmers who have said, I'm not going to just produce because the, the, the input costs that... Um, is, is needed from producing those crops to packaging to delivering to the market. It, it's just too high as opposed to 
to the to to the amount of or the level of prices that we're getting. So um, we've been disrupted um, in a great deal, and and I think it all just boils down to the revenue aspect. And without revenue, then we we're unable to then employ the the the, the contract jobs or the temp jobs that will employ during the winter season. Um, for farmers in Gauteng, rather, um, and also just buy a lot of other stuff. And then again, I've also had to buy my seeds in advance. Mm. So, for example, I'm planting only for, for the summer season on the 14th of September, but I've had to buy my seeds in advance because a lot of the seeds and the fertilizers, the, um, the input suppliers, we get them um, across South African borders. So mm. with the border closures, it's been very difficult to get those um, commodities in. And then it's also increased... Um, the the cost per kilogram or per packet of seeds mm. and the fact that the rand is very low right now as opposed to the dollar really has not um, been good um, for a number of farmers. I, uh, I think farmers uh, in general, yeah. I imagine that some of your workers are casual labor type workers mm. and this lockdown period, what did it mean to, for you and them? For me, having had those conversations with them uh, like maybe two days before lockdown, after uh, yeah, before the president announces, there's just a lot of uncertainty, and from there end it was a, a bit of panic. Some of them have families outside Gauteng, um, um, so you know that that um, that ability to think in terms of when do I go see my family, and even if I do go see them, will they be back in time to still work? So um, it, it was a very confusing period to be in, and. Um, Right now, even the contract workers that you know would ordinarily get um, jobs during this time, or we we would employ during this time, mm. we've had to just delay that and say, you know, unfortunately, we can't employ you because a lot of our things have been disrupted, especially from developing new farm. We couldn't um, start producing at the timelines that we thought we'd produce, so therefore, maybe you know we'd have to resume in the next four or five months once our summer production starts. So we've had to just do as much. Um, as we can with as little as possible and just try make sure that, you know, some of the workers who send money back home. And remember, lockdown also happened during that um, was also part of, well, yeah, lockdown started in March um, and then we'll be slowly moving into the East period. So typically people will be with their families around that time. So um, with some of my employees not being able to see their families, that was quite, um, I think, emotionally um uh, you know, difficult yeah. for them, yeah. Listen, thank you so much. Uh, your perspective on all of this, thank you really. I really appreciate the time you've given us in Balingwoko, who is an agripreneur, young person that we decided to choose to talk to today as we round up uh, June. We we are looking at uh, the lives of young people in this country and how they're managing during this really interesting time. It's 10 minutes to 3.